Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast. My name is Jonathan, and I am your director of marketing over at Stay Fort Designs, and I'm excited to be with you today. This is our last episode of 2021, and that's crazy. It's It doesn't seem like it's been a full year of amazing episodes and amazing content, but here we are. Here we are, the final Thursday of 2021, and from all of our team, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for engaging over in the Right Setup community. Thank you for taking next steps with investing in coaching. If you've attended experiences, thank you for attending experiences. If you've partnered with us through our upstream campaign to help other leaders receive coaching or access to experiences, thank you. This has been an amazing year, and we've seen God move in many ways, and we've seen so many leaders experience transformation and and take steps towards health and impact. And we just want to say thank you. Um, And to cap off 2021, we've got a fun episode for you uh, with five little reminders that'll help you make massive impact in your life and leadership. Uh, These are coming straight from coaching sessions and thoughts that Alan shared with clients. And we want to offer those to you because we believe that they'll help you make major differences and some major practical shifts as you look towards 2022. So enjoy today's episode, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, having a slow morning, relaxing. Enjoy today's episode of the Right Side of Leadership Podcast. All right, so first up, we're heading back to episode 247 for a conversation around who before what. Now that may be tough to hear, we get it, but it's the healthy truth. It's easy to get caught up in the things that we do and allow them to become our identity When really what we do does matter, it's deeply important to us, but who we are matters way more. So enjoy this clip from episode 247 with a conversation on who before what. Now is the time to focus on who we are. It's like an investment. The time to focus on investment is right now. The time to invest in your future is now, but it ain't going to feel good for a while. Investments grow slowly. This is not gambling. If who you are matters more than what you do, then how can you invest right now? And the question on my mind and heart is, who do I want to be at 93? What's the legacy that I want to leave long after I'm gone that friends and family and leaders who I invested in will say about my life? What values do I want to leave people with? What about your organization? I think about Stay Forth. Who do we truly want to be and need to be in 10 years and 25 years? And if we were to continue in 50 years from now, what are the things that we want to leave behind? Now is the time to focus on the who. And here's something to think about, guys. The who is never urgent, but is always important. We simply cannot afford to forget who we are and just focus on what we do at the risk of our souls, at the risk of our hearts, at the risk of our reputation, at the risk of leading people astray. Guys, who we are matters so deeply. Who you are matters more than what you do. All right, so up next, we have a really great clip from episode 254 with Alan unpacking one singular two-letter word that will change your life and your leadership. What is it? It's learning the discipline of saying no and oftentimes learning to say no to things that are good in order to say yes to the best things. So enjoy this clip from episode 254 on one word that will change your leadership in 2022. The more you succeed, the more options you will have. Let me say that again. The more you succeed, the more options you'll have. Well, the problem with options is they're disorienting. It's hard to choose. You ever walk into a restaurant and see that there are hundreds of options? I'm standing there in the line and likely I'm just going to pick one. 
and not think through it because it is disorienting, even paralyzing to have lots of options. Nobody tells you this about success. If you keep doing things well, then you'll have more opportunities. If you steward what's given to you, other people will want you to be part of their life, their story, communicating, speaking, consulting, coaching, speaking into that next thing. Well, the problem is that will bring more emails, more requests, more opportunities. And let me say it, therefore more no's. But here's the challenge. We did not get into leading people and serving people to say no. We got into it to say yes. But if we don't learn how to say no well, our yeses are watered down, they're last minute. And some of you are saying, that's me right now. I am saying yes to everything I possibly can, which feels right. But why does it feel so wrong? Why are you so exhausted trying to cash those checks with money that you simply don't have in the tank? To live out things that you're excited about, but just don't have the time to prepare for, the energy to be able to give to actually creating something of excellence and quality. It's probably due to disorientation. I personally believe that success is more disorienting than failure. Failure is sort of understood that, well, if I don't live up to these things and maybe we self-sabotage or maybe it's just how life tends to work that we can expect some level of failure. When it doesn't work out, options get limited for us. But when we succeed, particularly when we succeed quickly, we are given lots of options and they all seem good and we have no way to decide between them. One of the paradigms that we have to wrestle with in this culture of excess, so a culture that says growth equals good all the time, more equals more, more equals better, is the reality that saying no to all the things and growing in the right areas will actually require resistance. Friends, if we are going to be healthy leaders, we are going to have to learn to resist. We're going to have to learn to resist the yes to everything, maybe even the yes to the good things, so that we can say yes to the best things, the things that matter most. This is about priorities. And if we live priority less, we are going to say yes to everything. We are going to find ourselves exhausted, heading toward burnout, not believing that we have had a significant impact anywhere, perhaps because we haven't because we've tried to give a little bit of ourselves across the board, and that simply doesn't work. All right, up next, we have a great clip from episode 216, where Alan talks about two important big decision questions that we need to be answering right now in order to move to the next level. So enjoy this clip from episode 216, where Alan talks about two questions, what should we return to, and what should we reinvent? What should we return to? Well, some of the rhythms, habits, meeting structure, workflow, the schedule, was working for you. The things that maybe were adding some exponential or residual results, the things that your team just did that were working, they were part of your mojo. They were part of the flow of the team. They brought you alignment and momentum. You have abandoned them and you haven't quite gotten back to where you were. Friends, there are small habits that power some of the larger things. The meetings that we have and don't have are crucial in how we waste or we optimize the team and the time that we have together. The communication, the processes, we cannot continue to live in this frenetic, busy, frustrated, uh, reinvent mode all the time. 
We can't just be in that zone, friends. We have to come back to a rhythm. But we do need to make decisions on things to reinvent. Some of the rhythms, habits, meeting structure, the workflow, the schedule that you had maybe was ineffective. And just name that and say, I need to reinvent blank. Our team needs to reinvent blank. Maybe how we communicate, how we meet together, how we prepare for meetings, how we debrief one another after something happens, how we meet up and have team time that has nothing to do with work, but is incredibly relationally team building together. There were things that worked for a while in your organization, which is true of every single living being. There are seasons, things that work for a while, but then are out of season. They are past their season. We need to kill them. We need to let them go and say that was good, but that was last season. Friends, rigid thinking no longer works in this quickly changing world that we're in. If we can reinvent things, we can see new alignment. We can see new opportunities. All right, guys, up next, we have a clip from episode 244 where Alan unpacks questions that our coaching team asks each week to grow in self-awareness. Now, if you use our Right Setup Journal, a little hint there, you've seen these questions in there. We ask them every Thursday, and they repeat. These are very practical, easy, and deep, and they will help you grow in self-awareness next year. So enjoy this clip from episode 244. I want to go through these questions on a weekly basis that you can grow in self-awareness. Every Thursday, these repeat in the Right Setup Journal. And we ask these questions. We actually ask these questions during almost every coaching session at Stay Forth as well, we start our 90-minute coaching sessions really wanting context of how are you doing? And these are the questions that we ask. First of all, where are you thriving? Where are you thriving? Remember, all these questions, life and leadership are all on the table. We're not trying to limit or silo or segment into any one area. Somebody may mention an area they're thriving as a parent. They're thriving as a friend. They're thriving in their physical health. They've gotten running and working out again. They're thriving in how they eat. They're thriving in how they sleep. They're thriving, spending time with Jesus. They're thriving, serving their community, whatever that may be. Where are you thriving? And we start with that. That question brings us to celebrate those areas that we partnered with God. The second question is, where are you struggling? Where are you struggling in life and leadership? Again, any area. Thriving is a strong word, but so is struggling. And to be able to bring those things to God, to be able to bring those things to me as a coach, that's precious territory that they're letting me into their lives. And what I find is people swing the door wide open here. I'm just struggling to come up with a plan for this, struggling not to procrastinate on this project, struggling to find motivation here, struggling to make any progress on this one area of which we have time to dig into there. Where are you struggling? Next question, what's confusing right now? What's confusing right now? Remember, this can be a small thing, a big thing, an area at home, an area at work, a project that you're on. What's confusing right now? If we were to flip that another way, we may say, what do you need to clarify right now? What do you need to clarify? We don't know how to take next steps if we don't actually know what we're dealing with. So that's a really helpful tool. That's really the goal of so much of our coaching is actually going at clarity. How do we help you find clarity even when certainty is not available? What feels confusing right now? And those are the areas we often push into for 
30 or even 60 minutes of our coaching sessions. What's confusing? And sometimes we can ask why, why is that confusing? And it could be because this isn't my department. This isn't my area. I've never done this before. We all hit up against things each week that are confusing and we're trying to mentally detangle these things. It's so helpful to talk these out, even more helpful to write them down. And the last question we ask, kind of our big picture questions to self-assess each week, what feels like it's missing right now? What feels like it's missing right now? Now, I'll warn you, this can be an easy answer. This can be something really short. I'm missing plans for my next trip and I need to get on that. I need to send that email. Or it feels like I'm missing fulfillment in my job. It feels like I'm missing that spark in this friendship that we had before. It feels like I'm missing a desire here. It feels like I'm missing a deep friendship in my life. It feels like I'm missing a loved one who passed away and some grieving needs to happen. This is not an easy question, but I can tell you this is an incredibly helpful question that either leads to some gaps in our life and leadership or some deep longings within our hearts. Guys, these four questions tell me so much about me and we answer them every Thursday. They repeat in the journal and we ask people to take maybe an extra 10 or 15 to not obsess over these, but just to quickly write these things down. After you've answered those four questions, where am I thriving? Where am I struggling? What feels confusing right now? What's missing right now? Then we have the magic next question. That is, what are my next steps? Why, why is this question magic? What are my next steps? Because we then get the opportunity to take action. All right, one more clip. This one's coming from episode 218, and it was one of my personal favorites this year because it's ultra practical, and I spent quite a bit of time wrestling through these and trying to implement them in my own life. Now, these are paradigm shifts that each and every one of us needs to make to live and lead at the next level. And the first one that Alan talks about is the most important one that I believe we should all be thinking about as we head into 2022, and that is moving from a reactive posture to a proactive posture. It's very easy to just kind of take life as it happens and respond to things as they happen. It's another thing to discipline ourselves to proactively prepare for what's going to happen in the week ahead. Now we have the right setup journal that offers a great tool and a resource to do that, but there's little shifts and steps that we can make each and every day to move from a posture of reactivity into a posture of proactivity. So enjoy this clip from episode 218 where Alan talks about how to move from a posture of reactivity to being more proactive today, tomorrow, next week, and in 2022. Moving from reactive to proactive. If you're going to lead well, you're going to lead healthy for the long haul and not burn out, flame out, lose your soul in the meantime. You're going to need to move from a reactive leader to a proactive leader. What does this mean? It means making healthy decisions ahead of time and then living into them. At times, especially in time of crisis, in time of pandemic, in time of massive unexpected change, we are going to need to react. But if we are always reacting, we are living in our adrenal system. We are living from our monkey brain. We are making choices that are the best in the moment. But the as the phrase goes, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And living in the emotion of quick decisions all the time will wear us down, will burn us out, and will make ineffective decisions. By the way, if you are a leader, you are a person of inordinate influence in your family, your team, your organization. It's so important to be proactive. Friends, make decisions ahead of time. 
life planning is becoming more and more popular and you literally start at the end of your life and you work backwards. How is that the eulogy that is read at my memorial service someday? I know that sounds sobering, but if we can live intentionally backwards, then we can live well and intentionally forwards. What does that look like for you on a daily basis? Now, we've got a tool that we've created to help you live this way on the daily basis called the Right Side Up Journal. You can grab that rightsideupjournal.com. I use it every day. It's in front of me right now. My desk is I'm recording this. And each day you have the ability to say, here's my purpose today. And you write that down. Here's my morning block, my afternoon block, my evening block. You break those three blocks down. And the end of the day, you're able to say the one thing I must accomplish today. When I go home, having accomplished that one thing, and as I write this, as I speak this, as I say this to you, I've already checked that thing off of my list. I already did that thing first in the day. And so everything else is gravy on top of that. It helps me to live proactively and not just reactively. When that thing comes up, that text, that idea, that person that wants a meeting, and I've already had three people that want meetings this week, I'm already able to say no because my day is full at the appropriate level. I'm stewarding the things that I'm supposed to be stewarding. Moving from reactive to proactive is going to require planning. Each week I sit down in my right side up journal and I look back at last week and I look ahead at next week and I take about 30 minutes. At first it was about 45, but now it's down to about 30 minutes. As I look back, I process last week and there are always more wins to process, but then I look ahead. My anxiety has gone down. My healthy decision-making has gone up. And as I head into Monday, I actually really look forward to my feet hitting the ground from my bed on Monday versus what do I have to sort of make up from or get out of the hole from. And I'm convinced many leaders start their week reactive instead of proactive. They live their days reactive. And unfortunately, we can live reactive, forget what our goals ever were, and we just feel like we're living to catch up. Friends, That's a poor way to live, and we cannot afford to lead that way. Moving from reactive to proactive will require planning, will require decisions, and I encourage you to ask this question, what healthy decisions am I going to make today? Am I going to make this week? Am I going to make this quarter? And am I going to make this year? I can tell you that an intentional life does not happen on accident. It happens one step at a time. We have to plan for it. And you won't just naturally live and lead healthy. It's going to take a proactivity, intentionality, and planning. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. And I hope that these clips that you've listened to are prickling you and making you think. Um, I know that I'm going to spend some time reflecting on them. And my hope is that you will apply them to your life and leadership as we head into 2022. Because I believe that they'll help you take practical next steps towards living and leading where God's called you to live more abundantly and more wholeheartedly and to continue getting healthy and reaching more impact. So as we rest and relax and wind down the last few days of 2021, thank you for tuning into the Right Side of Leadership podcast. And from all of us at State Fourth Designs, thank you for tracking along with us. We're on the journey with you. We'll see you in 2022.